Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Let the shenanigans begin. Well, I remember uh, one of my brothers, first year officiating, not as a referee, but just his first year in the NFL. Anyway, I don't remember who was playing. I think the 49ers may have been involved. Whatever the case. All-out brawl takes place, not quite bench-clearing, but the guys on the field, they're thrown down. And the game had been tense and all this stuff. So I'm watching the game with my parents, and these guys are going at it. It's one of those things where you kind of calm one group down, then these other two guys are going at it, right? You just can't get this it's fight. It's like It is, right? So, you know, the officials are doing everything, and we realize, you know, these officials, these are older guys, but they are in the mix, man. You know what I mean? They're pulling guys apart, they're admonishing players, and we realize... My brother's just standing off to the side. So I'm just dying of laughter. Right? Just like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. You got to get in. So the next time I see him, I'm like, hey, man, what about that fight? Like part of your job, you know, you got to step in and, and get control of this. And I know it's big professional football players. He looked at me and he just said, hey, man, that's a lot of meat. He's <laughs> 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 like, I'm not trying to do that No at all. way. Yeah. Like I'm not like breaking up a fight in a club between the bouncer and somebody else. Yeah, exactly. That's the equivalent of it. What's uh, what's the damnedest thing that's happened to you? Two oh six four two one rock. Yeah, that's a tough one, man. I don't. I mean, look, the referee needs to start it, right? Because they know, and then the umpire, and the, but he's like, I don't know, he's like the side judge. He's like, yeah, they're. Mm-hmm. It generally they're pretty good about not touching any of them. It's not. He wasn't worried that a player would turn around, see him, and throttle him in the face. It's that when these guys start fighting, I and mean, when you you see it all the time. The officials go and try to break it up. They just feel someone on their back. Assume it's a guy from the other team. So they throw elbows back, right. or worse, I've seen like a lineman gets pushed over, and you know, got three hundred forty pounds lands on top of this six-year-old man, and then the fights always stop. Once an official goes down, I'm like, oh, sorry. Except for hockey, not, not hockey, but hockey, hockey they let you fight until yeah, you go yeah, to the you ground. Get the fight. Right? Yeah. What's up? What's the thing? Uh, damnest thing has happened to you? Two zero six four two one rock. Hello, Molly. Welcome to the men's room. Hi guys. Hola. How are you guys? We're doing good, Molly. Thank you. I'm a first-time caller. Oh, We've welcome been having to the a lot show. of those lately. Thank you, Molly. So, um, when I was 14 years old, I was paralyzed. My own immune system had attacked my spinal cord. Your immune system doesn't know what it's doing. That's got to be a great present for a 14-year-old. Uh, yeah, it was actually a few months after my birthday too. So, how how it long does it take? Like, from how long does it take for you to notice symptoms that something's wrong to actually enter paralysis? Well, it started about 6 o'clock in the morning, and I felt like I was being stabbed, like, right through the center of my whole entire body, up, like, mid-breast area. And then I went to school, 
think like five hours after that, I was not feeling good because I had an ear infection the night before. That's why my immune system was so hyped up. And then it took like a few more hours for my mom to come pick me up. And we came home and we took a nap and I woke up and my legs were all tingly. So this is about, I don't know, eight hours later. And by the time I got to Children's Hospital, it had moved from my toes all the way up to under my boobs. And it was like nothing but like pins and needles feelings like over a 10-hour period of time. And how long were you paralyzed? I was paralyzed for three months. And I stayed at Children's Hospital where they taught me how to walk again. And um, I'm still not fully back to normal. How long has it been? Um, I'm 20 now, so it's been okay. about a while. What, 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 is, uh, what, what, what is the tell that, that you're not back to normal? Like, if I saw you, could I know that you were paralyzed? No, she clucks like a chicken. Oh, yeah. Do you have a limp or well, what? I, I do have a very prominent limp in my left leg, and, you know, my hips are kind of a little screwed up now. And, yeah, you can definitely tell that there's something wrong with me. <laughs> okay, well, is there a chance? Well, you can tell there's something wrong yeah, with Miles, right, too. exactly, but I didn't do anything. But, uh, so, so could this happen to you again? Um, it could happen to me again, and if it did, it would be considered MS. So, okay. now, right. now so this you... is like pre-MS, essentially? Um, not exactly. It's called transverse myelitis. Okay, and are, what about with COVID? Do you have to be careful with this stuff? Obviously, everyone does, but you in particular. Um, is this a pre-existing condition yeah. that can that can trigger bad things? Because you said um, an ear infection well, triggered it, so. It's caused me to have a very weak immune system. Because it wastes all of its time attacking you. And is this something where you gradually get better, or are you as good as it's going to get? Or do you know? Um, I think I'm as good as I'm going to get, and it goes in thirds. So one-third of people don't recover at all. The other third of people recover halfway or somewhat like me, and then there's the other third of people that fully recover. Do you still have to go to physical therapy, Molly? I quit that a while ago. Okay. Listen, I don't want to try to shine a turd here, but typically that's what I do. So I just want to let you know I've been to a lot of the hospitals in the area. Actually, I've been to most of the hospitals in the area. The good news is is that you are in a place that actually has the best cafeteria out of any of the hospitals. So <laughs> if you have to be someplace and you have to eat on a day-to-day basis, Children's Hospital is where it's at. Yeah, but she's 20 it's now. 20. It, I know, but then when she was in there, it's a cheesecake factory of hospital food. It really is. They got, they got everything. They got a hot bar. They got nuggets. They got pizza. They got hot dogs. They got corn dogs. They got an ice cream machine. They got spaghetti. They got meatloaf. It's a hell of a spread. What kind of precautions do you have to take now? Um, well, I can't feel hot and cold touch. Um, so if I jump in a water or something, I got to make sure I feel the water first. Or, well, how's, how, um, how are you going to feel it if you can't feel it? Yeah, I mean, what do well, you do? I can, to I can feel it with my hands. Okay, okay so right. it's your, how, how, so not with your feet, not with your legs. Like, at what point do you get sensation again? It's like right under my boobs is where the feeling starts coming back. That's, yeah, that's crazy. That is, okay, and not to get too personal, but if you've had sex, I mean, is that still something you can enjoy, or is there something you don't feel at all? Oh, no, it's something that I very much enjoy that oh. sometimes actually <laughs> pretty hyping. I can't feel anything, but I will <laughs> no, have I sex. I found my purpose. <laughs> right. It's all my, good. My special purpose. I don't need physical therapy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, Molly, I, I, I wish you the best. I'm glad that worked out. 
awesome. Thank you guys for listening. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for, uh, for the call. We appreciate it. Connect with the guys. Find The Men's Room at Facebook.com slash The Men's Room. Now, back to The Men's Room on The Men's Room Radio Network. Yes, friends, it's time once again for Sit and Spin. Let's gather around the old radio and listen to some swellerific new music. Oh, look who it is. Why Castle uh-huh. in the house. Live from his home uh, basement dungeon type studio. How you been, man? Uh, I'm uh, I'm good. I uh, I just got off of another call where I went out and paced around in my backyard. That was nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Making everybody dizzy. Yeah, okay. yeah, you know, I it was uh, I, I was talking to some people on the East Coast who were in a hurricane, um, and I was like, "Well, I can't leave and go anywhere, but it's seventy five and sunny here." Sure, this <laughs> will let you see that for a change, for a little roll yeah. reversal. How did your yeah, uh, the, the hurricane did, just blew over my house and knocked over my barbecue? I'm like, "Oh, the tragedy!" How did your whirlwind weekend go uh, with, with the better half on her birthday? Oh, you know, it was just crazy. Was it crazy? <laughs> yeah. Did you get her anything? Jeez. She likes to do so much stuff. Yeah. Um, and there's so many options right now. So we just did all the things. Wow. That sounds <laughs> nice. like a great time. It yeah. really does. Yeah. I mean, there was uh there was uh takeout involved. <laughs> I just imagine you check so many things off the bucket list. Oh boy. And what a list it is. Right. <laughs> Let me tell you. Well, uh I guess it's uh, unofficially official. We've got the word that uh, basically 2020 has been completely shut down. So we're not assuming not, any concerts are coming our way or anything happen. like this, but we can go back and kind of dream a little bit and, the and, and is, talk concerts. The today. only thing we can't cancel in 2020 is the year 2020. Wouldn't it be nice to hit the reset? Button? Right, like mm-hmm. you know, let's just start over. Yeah, because yeah. we know you had uh, you had Zeppelin lined up for Red Festival for us this year, which would have been a it huge deal. It was going to be big. It yeah. was going to be big, and Painting. actually, John Bonham was going to play the drums too. Uh, Painting the grass, uh, weekend was, that, was that, was, that was going to be a surprise to everybody, including John Bonham. <laughs> right. Painting the grass was Guns and Roses, Alice in Chains, and Tool. That's a that's yep. a sad thing. Yep. We can't do that this mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Yep. But that's, and uh, and uh, the new originals, sure, and the new originals. They were yeah. Nice. They were going to close it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. They were headlines. Yeah, exactly. Nobody wants to follow that show. Gunners are going to open because they didn't want to be embarrassed. That's how that went down. But uh, so so today you you brought a list. Did you enjoy that last band? No. And uh, and we've all we we've all been to this place. You go see your favorite band, and, and they just they kill it. You know what I mean? It, it's an amazing show, or maybe it's just an okay show. But you go see the band, and the one song that you want to hear uh, is the song typically for whatever reason that night they do not play. Right, because if right. you love the band, it's probably not one of the singles. Right. right, and that's and that's where the disconnect is. So you've got if you're a big big fan of the band, you're gonna like something off of the album that maybe was never a single and you don't hear all the time. Um, but a lot of people, when they go, like if you go see uh, Guns and Roses, for example, you're gonna be really disappointed if they don't play "Sweet Child of Mine." Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah, you may yeah. not necessarily be there for Night Train, but don't worry, they're gonna play "Sweet Child of Mine." So but you've been to those shows where I mean I've seen Pearl Jam uh, where they didn't do like a live and that was fine with me but you know some people where they're like how are you not gonna do a live bro right well, I, w- I would have been one of those people they've got fifty five <laughs> other songs that they can play <laughs> right. and you know all those right two. so but right. today what we have is uh, the bands themselves and the song that they tend to play the most live so right. when they do have a concert this is a guarantee I mean like. Neil Diamond's not going to go out and not play Sweet Caroline. He can't. He'd yeah. be murdered. He would be. So, right. so, so these, so these bands play these songs or this particular song more than any other song in their catalog. Okay. All right. All right. So, so what, you, uh, you take these bands and you take their set list of every show they ever played. This is the number one song that they always, always play. Okay. So, what is the first band uh, we're dealing with here? 
So these are going to go in uh, alphabetical order, and we're starting at L for Lincoln Park at number 10. Lincoln Park. Who do we ah. think Lincoln Park is? Lincoln Park, crawling maybe? Yeah, is that I would guess You don't want to assume it's something older, right? It's going to be something off that first album. Okay, so the band is Lincoln Park. I mean, guesses? crawling is what I was going to say, but that wasn't like the first hit off that album, was it? This is tougher than I thought. Okay, all right. Here we go. <laughs> ten, number ten. I tried so hard and got so far. But in the end, it doesn't even matter. I had to fall. Sorry, Miles. We got second place. Yeah. That's so a song about Closer uh, was the first big song off of the album. That was the breakthrough song for Linkin Park. But the big, big, big hit off of that album, which came a little bit later, was in the end. Right. And uh, they played it at hey, every Castle, show. Have you thought about playing this on our station? I think mm-hmm. people would yeah. like it. Linkin Park? Yeah. No, people don't like that. That's band. a song about no-go relations. A lot of people thought <laughs> it was about other things. But <laughs> Okay, so who is our next band? We'll see if we can guess their most popular so song. The next band is one of Thrill's favorite bands of all times, uh, Kiss. Kiss. Rock and roll all night. It's got to be rock and roll all night. zero I mean, it's a safe about bet. This. Okay, all right. Here we go. Nine, number nine. Yeah. Yep. Look, I actually hate this song. I really do. I hate this song. But the good news about it is, if you go to a Kiss concert, you don't have to stay for it because it's the last song they Always. play. It, they, they're never going to play it before the final freaking song of the night. And that's when I know it's time to go. I don't think they've ever not played this song hey, since everybody. they Hey, right? everybody. I ride Seattle ever. We didn't forget about you in concrete. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <it's, laughs> you know that's true. Uh-huh. Anybody from Mount Vernon in the house tonight? <laughs> all right, who's our? Uh, How about all those crazy people from Granite Falls? Who's our? Uh, who's our you next band? They're the ones that are on methamphetamines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. All right. Next up, speaking of meth, is Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Oh, bow uh, to bow. Yeah, bow to bow to bang bang a biggie biggie bang bang bang. Got it. Eight number eight. You know, I've heard Ted sing the song with, again, the headliner new originals. I think Ted had pneumonia that day. Yeah, that was the problem. Wait, I practiced you didn't it. sing it? No, I had pneumonia. Somebody else sang it and butchered it. Oh, yeah, we butchered, butchered it. it. Yeah, that was like, that was the worst new original show ever. We didn't play for like two years after that. Oh, so I, I remember like, that show. Dumb. I had to take a hiatus. This you guys is, got in a big fight. I remember that. Castle, I'm glad you remember that. that. Like, box, Soto. <laughs> I just remember doing the practice and Ted, because you'd scream, my name is Ted Smith. Smith. Yeah, and then literally I got pneumonia the week of that show. <laughs> my name is Ted Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Dude couldn't get three words out. Without going, oh <laughs> <laughs> okay, these are 10 songs that uh, rock bands hey, play live the most. On, I should probably tell you the number of times these bands played these songs, too. So, Linkin Park, 747 <laughs> times on In the End. Kiss Rock and Roll All Night. You ready for this? 2,213 times. And then 372 for Bawa Okay, who's our next band? Uh, the next band is Guns N' Roses, who we all saw uh, just the other night at T-Mobile Park. Wow. Yeah, oh, yeah, what, what a great, what a great show. Unbelievable. They opened up for, uh, yeah, the new originals. What, um, I'm going to guess Welcome to the Jungle. I mean, it's just too... I'm, I'm going Sweet Child of Mine. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Gotta be Welcome to the Jungle. Seven, Come on, seven. Jungle. jungle. Yeah! yeah. Jungle. They even add the monkey sound effects live. Isn't it strange, uh, Ryan Castle, that this edgy rock and roll band from L.A., they take a weekend to come up to Seattle and they write Welcome to the Jungle because they thought Seattle was such an s-hole? <laughs> no, can, can you believe I think that? they wrote Paradise City on their way home from Seattle. Oh, I see. That's, <laughs> that's, that's How many times did they end up playing that? 
921 times. 921. I could listen to it that many times in a row. Okay. Yeah, What's any up? college football game you go to, you hear that in the tailgate thousands of times. And at kickoffs. What's up next? Uh, next is uh, Green Day. Green Day. Oh, Dookie. Dookie? Uh, Dookie is an album. Yeah, damn say, it. Uh, <laughs> sing the chorus. What, you know what, what song man? are you thinking? I'm going to go Time of Your Life. Oh, that's strong. Just because yeah. Yeah, it's a you know popular what, song. That band had been around for almost a decade by that's the time a, Time of Your Life came point. out. All right, 10 songs the rock bands play live the most. Green Day. Six. Number six. Yeah, so Mummy, yeah. surprisingly, is uh, is the number one song. I, I would have thought it would be Basket Case, uh, which okay. was their first big, big oh, yeah. hit. 926 times they played Longview. That, that is that is about masturbation, right? Bite my lip and close oh, my yes. eyes. <laughs> it is for <laughs> me. Yeah, to paradise? Okay, just making sure. Do you bite Turning your lip Japanese. and close your eyes? Mom, <laughs> Ma, what's, uh, what's our next band? <laughs> ah, Foo Fighters. Ooh, Everlong? 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 Everybody Everlong? Everlong? Five, number five. You gotta play Everlong. That's a thousand forty-four times, by the way. Thousand forty-four. But I, honest to God, I feel like Foo Fighters is one of those bands. In my opinion, they're so good that if they did not play the song, if you've never been to Foo yeah. Fighters, you've never seen high energy like Dave Grohl, right? If mm-hmm. they didn't play the song, I wouldn't care. Also, they're one of the few bands on this list so far that has like two or three versions of that song. Sometimes it right, goes right, and right. does an acoustic thing, and uh, all but that. also it's Foo Fighters, so just the show is just hit after hit after hit. It really like, is. You're gonna man. know every mm-hmm. single song. It's not gonna matter. It's not gonna be like I don't even know what this is unless they do like a Jerry Rafferty cover that you've never heard before. <laughs> well, people know Baker Street, buddy. Ten songs that rock bands uh, play live the most. Who is the next band, Ryan? Def Leppard. Def Leppard. Ooh, my gleam. Rock of Ages. All right, no, wait, 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 wait. It's possible that it should be from Pyro. Oh, it's uh, Photograph. Headed for uh, not what the Heartbreak oh, no, song. No, That's I bet it's Photograph based heartbreak, on age. Heartbreak. Ted? I... You want some sugar on you? Uh, oh, pour some sugar on you me. Take the sugar. That's true. I'll take the sugar. I'm going to take the photograph. You take the sugar. I'm taking the heartbreak. All right, here we go. Oh, oh. It. Ah. Steve Rowley. Again, you got to remember, pour some sugar on me. When Hysteria came out, that band had been around for right. ten years ish at that point. How many you know? times? Is, I uh, always forget. How many times? Is Rock of Ages is ready for this one thousand nine hundred forty nine times. How many okay. times have they played it with a two arm drummer? <laughs> because he had two arms. Forty nine times. Right? Exactly. He, he had two arms when they recorded it. These are right. the bands, uh, the, the rock bands that play the live song the most. We made it to number three. Who's our uh, next artist there? Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. School's out. Either no more Mr. Nice Guy, eighteen, or uh, yeah, no. Mm. I'm saying no more Mr. Nice Guy. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Only women bleed. Are you going to go? uh, No. That's the name of a song. (laughs) He's not setting you up. (laughs) (laughs) A kid's school might be out forever. (laughs) (laughs) Completely. (laughs) This song's really dated. Well, this is like what 1974, 75. So how many times is in the thousands? Yeah, consider how long Alice Cooper has been playing this song and the fact that I don't know that there was ever a hiatus in Alice Cooper's career. Dude has just been on tour forever. So not only is this his number one song, it's the number one song on the list at 2,784 times. Jesus. Ten songs that rock bands play live the most. Who's the next? Uh, next is also an Alice, Alice in Chains. It's got to be Man in the Box. Or is it Rooster? Ma- well... 
Man in the box older. Right. Facelift came out first. Facelift. I'm going to go man in the box. I'm man in the box. Yeah. Man in the box. Count me in. Two, number two. Rooster's got to be number two. You would think. So 793 times here, uh, and if you come see the new originals play it, uh, Steve the Thrill Hill plays half the drum set. Yes. His entire body. Unbelievable. It happened once. <laughs> we supposed to be. By the way, Cass, I'll show my kids that video over the weekend of me crashing through the drum set mm-hmm. by accident. They thought that was the funniest goddamn thing they'd seen. Because it was. Yeah. It really it was. No, it was great. It was great. And, you know, had you had we stopped the song, it would have been a tragedy. But the fact that we managed to peel you out of there and just finish the song, it was the highlight of the entire night. <laughs> I know. So today, these are 10 songs the rock bands play live the most. We've made it to number one. Who's our number one artist? ACDC. That's a tough one. It's got to be You Shook Me. Maybe, yeah, that, man, uh, but keep in mind. It should be his 1980. I mean, that right. band had been playing shows forever. So you got a whole lot of world. You got all the stuff that Bon Scott's saying. Dirty yes. Deeds. Dirty Deeds, maybe. Way back. Uh, uh, I don't know. Ted? Hell's Bells? A whole lot of Rosie? You know what? I'm going to say a whole Hell's lot of Rosie. Bells. Hell's Bells? All right. I'm still going with you, Hell's, Hell's Bells on the same album. One, number one. She's got the jack. Get oh, out of here. I would not have guessed this in a million years. She worked for a tow truck company. She's yeah, Triple A. Exactly. Down <laughs> in Australia. She's just a bartender, guys. <laughs> She's or she Jack. shows up at 2 a.m. Uh, and a clutch move with a bunch of jumbo jacks. Or Jack is a nickname for some kind of venereal disease. Ryan Castle, thank you so much. That. We appreciate it. There you go on Sit and Spin. Can't get enough of the men's room? Listen to the Men's Room Daily Podcast on the radio.com app. Who crashed into what? 206-421-ROCK. Well, you're doing it enough justice. But also, like, it's literally the last day we're going to work before the Christmas break. Oh, that's right. It's like, I'm buying us pizza, like any pizza we want in the city. So we talk about it and talk about it. Finally pick it. Oh, man. Yeah. You could still hear the disappointment in my voice. That and the pizza I got on January 1st. God, it sucked. What happened? (laughs) What what happened? Just, Just made a bad call. Well, you ordered the wrong pizza. Correct. All right. So it wasn't place, their it's fault one of those places that if you pop in after a few few drinks and stuff, you get the pizza there. It's fine. But I had never gotten it delivered to my home, and it just wasn't that good. Wow. Okay. It, I mean, hey, that's twenty twenty in a nutshell. Yeah. Started out. <laughs> you should have known. Out. Who messes up pizza? <laughs> Who crashed into one two zero six four two one rock? Hello, Randy. Welcome to the men's room. Hello. Hola. Hola. <laughs> so I'll make this short. Uh, anyways. Uh, but I'll drink a beer in front of another beer and not feel bad. You know, I'll want it. That's a good idea. Oh, Schmitz. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyways, here here's my story. I take this girl on this first date up to uh, Montana. We're going to go up to Great Falls up to uh, up there. And I was driving a uh, Bradley GT. So we get up there. We get to my friend's house. He's like, well, we'll take my mom's car. It's got more room. And there's a moose standing in the road. And I'm like, oh, man, it's kind of like eating off the side. Uh, you know, and then he honks his horn. It looks back at us. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that worked. And he goes, well, watch this. This will work. And he goes up and he pulls his mom's car up to it and kind of hits it in the hind end. And the thing, cow kicked the car and broke the radiator <laughs> and drill and everything yeah. else. And he had to call a tow truck to come get his mom's car. And his mom is not the friendliest person in the world. I mean, we got kicked out of like six taverns in one night. One guy told us 
He says, you got to get her out of here. He, this lady is chasing him with her cane. Tell him I told you ice in my drink. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was quite the experience, but I never ran anything, but my Blackfoot buddy did. <laughs> Damn. Like the moose is like, F you. Bam. Oh, man, Montana. <laughs> You said you had a good time, Montana, Ted. But it's wild. Okay. I mean, literally, we were in a golf tournament, and you you were kind of required to do a shot before the tournament started. And it, was, right. it was decently early, like No problem with that. And first time I've ever heard of So a shotgun start simply means you start on different holes. You all start at the same right. time. Mm-hmm. They fired a shotgun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, Jesus. I was okay. like, wait, come on. <laughs> like, too far. And then, yeah, that night we went down. They had Main Street closed. People were doing burnouts and $2 beers. Jesus. Wow. Good times. Who crashed into one? 206 421 That's it. We were like, we're going to get tequila. They go, all right, what kind do you want? What kind do you got? We have tarantula and Jose Cuervo. Oh, Jesus. God. <laughs> Is that tarantula chilled? Send it. <laughs> Hello, Kay. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, first time or long time listener, first time caller. Hola. Hola. We appreciate it, man. So I love your guys' show. I listen to it almost every day, and your podcast is just perfect. I mean, you guys have nailed it. Oh, really thank you, man. Stuff. Appreciate it. We didn't know anyone was listening to that damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> they don't tell us anything. So, yeah, no, it really is an amazing podcast. I work long, late hours, and uh, so I'll just, like, binge listen to all of your stuff. Oh, so cool, funny. brother. So funny. So... I go into a dispensary. This is probably like four years ago to go buy some stuff, buy some cannabis products, go and buy it. I may or may not have been on Adderall all the time. I honestly can't remember, but I was pretty out. <laughs> then yes, you were. <laughs> pretty well flying. Exactly, right? Exactly. So I'm pretty amped up. I'm like, oh, I just want to get home. I want to smoke, you know? And so I go back into my car. So I, I let, me, let me backtrack. I park my car, get out. There's no one behind my car. Okay, I go in, buy my stuff. Then I go back to my car, get in the car, you know, look up in my rear view. I'm like, nothing's behind me. Start the car, you know, start going. And I slam into this car that's right behind me. I mean, just blocked me in. And I'm like, when did this happen? Like, what is, what is going on right now? I didn't even see this car, you know, and I get out and I'm just like flipping out. Like, what the hell, what is going on right now? And uh, they were this, the, the manager of the store came out, the owner of the store came out and the owner of the car came out and they were just like, Oh man, this sucks. You know? And I was like, yeah, who parks behind me? You know? And I mean, I think I was a little bit at fault obviously, but at the same time, I mean, like who, who blocks someone in, you know, I mean, the parking was kind of like not really available, but so I can understand someone doing that, but yeah, no, that's uh, pretty much my story. I just did you have to pay for everything? You, have, you didn't call uh, the cops. You just exchanged information. Your insurance took care of it. No, honestly, nothing came of it. No one did anything. The owner almost like took fault himself, which was which was crazy. Okay. Yeah, I meant to note that I didn't pay for anything, and yeah, no, I mean it was awesome. I just got my car and I was just kind of PO'd and just kind of drove off. I'm like, man, who does that? You know, but no, it was a decent experience, you yeah. know? Yeah, I mean, normally, if it's not too bad, you can just go out, look out, go, no harm, no foul. Here's my number just in case, but whatever. You say that. We're in a parking garage in Baltimore, I believe, leaving a Ravens game. Mm. And uh, we may or may not have been smoking in your car. Uh. And uh, what was it, like a BMW? So you just barely dinged it. I mean, again, 
it's a parking garage. So there's only so fast you can go, but Miles hits this thing. We look at each other. It's like, just go, dude, just go. So we go to like turn the corner, you know, parking garages are, right? So we're kind of turning and like the dude comes running up. And wasn't there a cop already there or oh, something? Yeah. And you had the bowl in your hand. I was like, put the bowl down. You're I was like, high. you're so high. You're just holding it, it up. Security like, or like a real cop? It was a cop. Yeah, it was a cop. Like it was an actual freaking cop. So yeah, you had exchanged your information. I was like, well, how bad can it be, yeah, man? Exactly. And the whole car is just, <laughs> it's just completely hot boxed. <laughs> right. I'm just like, we are going to jail. <laughs> I, I thought we were going to jail for yeah, sure. Really, yeah, like, this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> Who crashed into what? 206 421 Rock. Hello. Was, it, was it after a Ravens game? I believe it was. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I had also taken the co- the top off of another car in that same parking garage earlier. That's when you were driving, though, right? Do you guys remember that? I wasn't in the I car that time. That was I, Ted. I, oh, I took the tire. That was out here, though. No, that was that here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because Ted, uh, as yeah. I understand it, Ted was like, I said you can't make it. <laughs> I, I did not. Uh, his wife said that. <laughs> oh, oh, that's worse. <laughs> what was really I got worse, this. What was really worse was, you know me, I go, don't worry, I know a guy. Oh. So then the next Monday, Miles was like, so who's the guy? Like, I don't know. It just seemed like the right thing to say. He was pissed. <laughs> right to save face for you, man. <laughs> Reach out to the guys on Twitter at Men's Room Live. Now, back to the men's room on the Men's Room Radio Network. Game is up, Big Dummy, 206-421-ROCK. Hello, Jeremiah. Welcome to the men's room. Big Dummy! Boom! Jeremiah, are you sober or not sober? Well, I'm right now sober for like the next 10 seconds. Okay. Sober for 10 seconds, Jeremiah. All right, Jeremiah, what, uh, what are you going to give up for life? Whiskey, vodka, rum, or tequila? Well, I am three months sober, but... Uh, well, say you're going to start drinking again. Which one would you not bring back? Mm-hmm. <laughs> vodka. Vodka? Oh, wow. What, uh, what was the inspiration, Jeremiah? Well, you know, when I was at my deepest, I could come home and literally um, chug an entire bottle. Of? Of vodka before, um, you know, actually starting to drink. So, yeah. Did you just go cold turkey, man? Just decide one day to wake up and not drink anymore? Uh, well, I, I tried that, but uh, Vivitrol really helped. So, what, you you got on a prescription medication? Yeah. And what did it do? Make you not get drunk or make you not want to drink? Or, like, what, what was the effect of it? Makes you puke it? if you drink, well, right? It, 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 it's, actually, it's actually both. It, it works for both alcohol and opioids, and it blocks the, um, it basically blocks the endorphin rush you get from drinking. So you can't get a buzz, or but it doesn't make Correct. you... Correct. Okay, so you can have Correct. a beer, yeah, you're no, just I, not going to get a buzz. That's yeah, a, exactly. I could drink, I could give myself alcohol poisoning. Right and not uh, and not feel anything. Okay, what's the one that makes you get sick? Because I knew somebody that said they tried that, but they just puked through it. Oh, just more tequila. <laughs> yeah. no, but seriously, there is a prescription. I've like, heard, yeah, something yeah. just makes you gag or what, puke it up or whatever it is. Do you yeah. uh, do you ever see yourself uh, drinking again, called? Jeremiah? What was that? Are you still on this drug, by the way? Yes. And do you see yourself maybe drinking any time down the line? Or are you done? Oh God, no, 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 no. This is permanent. Okay, okay. all right. Very what good, was man. Uh, I'm, I'm? I'm taking the uh, uh, track of life and just sticking with the green. Okay. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Man. What? Uh, which alcohol do you miss the most? Oh, probably a good scotch. Ooh. Okay. All right. By the way, they call that California sober. No, oh, is that what it is? What, would you just smoke weed? <laughs> yeah. California sober? Yeah, for real. Okay. 
All right. Here is your question. What is the closest galaxy to our own Milky Way? God, you know, I, I still wanted to get high while I was doing this, but it, it's Andromeda. You got it. There you go. Okay. Game is uh, Big Dummy 206421 Rock. Big Dummy! Hello, Josh. Welcome to the men's room. Wazzah! Oh, Josh, you sober, not sober? Sober. All right, Josh, welcome to the show. Josh, what are you going to give up for life? Will it be whiskey, vodka, rum, or tequila? Uh, as a last weekend, vodka. Vodka. People are getting rid of vodka. That's because people have been having a very good time with vodka. Vodka, apparently, it's like that friend you had in your 20s where, oh, dude, we used to get into trouble all the time, right? Loved hanging out. Then you turn 30 and you're like, so we kind of had to cut ties. Seems that way. Always a good time, always a bad morning. All right. Your question, what did the letters USSR stand for? United. I know it's Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Soviet. Ah, uh, nope, not going to happen. United Soviet States. No, it's uh, Social Union. Union. Soviet Socialist Republic? Correct. Union of oh. Soviet Socialist Republics. Okay. Uh, by the what way... What does CCCP mean? It's for an intercontinental uh, ballistic missile. I just don't know how you say it in Russian. Yeah. Is that what it really is? I believe so. That's why on the side of those missiles you'll see CCCP. Well, that well no, they wore it on their jerseys, yeah, that's, too. That, I think that's the then Russian, I'm dead wrong. Russian translation just... of, of USSR, maybe? Right. It's like when you see a national team jersey from Germany, sometimes they say Deutschland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like because Deutschland. Why do we call it Germany if Germans call it Deutschland? I am from Deutschland. Yeah, we're going to call it Germany. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like Japan, right? right. What's it, Nepal? I am from Nepal. Yeah, we're going to call it Japan. Yeah, you know what? That's a great name. We'd call it something else. Nip on, nip off. <laughs> that nipper. Jack the Nipper. He was a much different person. Yeah, he went around giving people twisties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> All right, your question. In what city is the CN Tower? <laughs> um, let's go New York. Toronto. Toronto. The capital. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, your question. Yukon Cornelius was whose friend? What? A guy by the name of Yukon Cornelius, who was his very famous friend. Um... Gandhi. Very close to Gandhi. It's the other massive historical figure, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Well, what about the elf? Wasn't he friends with him, too? Yeah, but so was Yukon Cornelius. I'm asking about Yukon Cornelius. No, I'm saying, couldn't you say the elf was the answer to that question? I would have accepted that. (laughs) Can you remember the elf's name? Hermie? Hermie. Hermie? Hermie? Was it Hermie? Hermie. Hermie. Okay. Mm -hmm. They call me Hermie because I'm... I want to be a dentist one day. <laughs> All right. Your question. Pyrophobia is the fear of what? Pyrophobia? Yeah. Tires. Pyrophobia. Fire? Fire, yeah. Fire. Fire. Question five, Josh. Man. All right, question number five for you. There are believers... There are Swifties. Who are Claymates a fan of? 
Mm. Old school. Playmates. Playmates. You said said this is old school. No, that's not really old school. Well, I'm just saying it's not like it's not as up to date as a Belieber or a Swifty. Yes. It's pre Belieber, pre Swifty. Claymates. Claymates, yeah. Clay. Clay. Uh... Clay Thompson. I know, obviously, it's the wrong answer, but. Clay Aiken. Clay Aiken. Yes. No Believers, Swifties, and Claymates. Oh, my. Claymate. You going to invite your Claymate over? No, the uh, Claymate of the year. All right, Josh, one more question before we go to break. What is the traditional herb to make pesto? Uh, basil. All right. There you Very go. good. More well Big Dummy coming up. 206-421-ROCK. Want more of the Men's Room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill, The Greatest Story Never Told. Available on Radio.com. Who did you see in their birthday suit? Was it good or bad? 206-421-ROCK. So you, you don't say anything. That was great. No. No. I was not. I mean, you know. Yeah. Hello, Charlie. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. All right, man. So, um, so I work in the medical field, uh, and at this particular time, I was working in a uh, an emergency room, and this old man comes in. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how old he was, but he was like he was super old, just fragile old man. Um, he came in because he had taken, I think, a couple of Viagra. And his heart was like, you know, beating all over the place. Right. So, um, we had these we had these uh, curtains to give the uh, patients some privacy while we're out, you know, in the pods, just working or doing whatever. So, the nurse comes up to me and she's like, "Hey, I need you to go put a foley catheter in this guy uh, to help him pee." So I'm like, "All right, sweetie, I can go. You know, I'll go do that right now." And I had a, a student with me because it was a learning hospital. So we had these students shadow us so that they could see what we do, like, in, in everyday life while we work. And that way they so can reconsider like, their job options. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> exactly. Like, they can see if this is actually what they want to do. So I peel back the curtain, and this old man, this fragile old man, is just standing there. He had stripped off everything and was watching TV, hands on his hips, in all his glory, just proud. You know what I mean? Because it's working now. You know what I mean? Like, you took it for a reason, I guess. Well, that's the thing. It didn't work. <laughs> oh. So he didn't have an erection. He's just having heart palpitations. Exactly. He didn't have an erection, man. But what? It, it, it freaked me out because I'm a big dude. I'm, I'm, I'm well over 200 pounds and well over six foot. But this thing looked like a traffic cone. I didn't want to think. <laughs> this guy's doing all right for himself. Like, I don't care who you are. You had to respect this dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people had in his lifetime. It was ridiculous. I'd never seen anything like that. Now, when you have to put a catheter in him, is he awake through this procedure? Yeah, usually. Uh, usually you just... You just lube the catheter up and you just insert it, but it got it was so it was so bad to the point where I came back out to the nurse and I was like I'm not touching that. But are you serious? Like I get too much. I'm not touching that thing. I was like, there's no way I'm touching that thing. <laughs> I was like, you need to go in there and help that man because that's ridiculous. Did the teaching? What did the teacher assistant say? She 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 was a uh, speechless herself. Yeah, was she was speechless herself, and I was like, dude, I just can't do it. 
Uh, let me ask you clinically: if, if you're if you're carrying around a hog like that, if you have to insert a catheter, does that make it more difficult? Um, no, not really. All right. Did you know, she kind of push it all the way back? Did she? I'm usually, there's more than enough uh, tubing. Did she share the same uh, thoughts that you did? Like, was she glad that you said hell no? <laughs> uh, Honestly, so we never talked about it. We just kind of <laughs> left it where it was. And because she's a student and I was like, uh, she was shadowing me, usually I would have her do everything. You know what I mean? Like, she was putting in all the IVs or she was, I don't know, changing bedpans or whatever. It was it was a her. Mm-hmm. So she was going to put there. But something like a, a Foley catheter, which is more invasive, I would have had to do it. Okay. Uh, so if it had not been as invasive as it were, would you have had her handle that guy's hog? Like, hey, you do it. Uh, there is no doubt. I was not. <laughs> yeah. Look, man, when I was out of it, I woke up from my surgery. I just stood up. And, and, you know, you don't realize it when you're in the recovery area, but you are. You're just, you're, you're, there's just partitions on each side. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's open at your feet. So after I have my surgery on my backside, I really don't have anything on down there. But I know for a fact that whatever time I was knocked out in the morning, 7 o'clock or something, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon now, and I've got to go to the bathroom. Oh, right, right. So I kind of like, I, I, I stand up and I'm kind of out of it, you know what I mean? And I kind of like walk toward the foot of the bed and I realize like, I am in a hallway with like 13, 14 people. And the nurse turns around and she goes, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. So she uh, she comes over and she's got this big Tupperware thing, right? With kind of like a hook top on it. I filled up two of those. Yeah, those things. Yeah, exactly. But I just did it right there in the hallway. I mean, I, I just, for whatever reason, it, seemed, just per- in front of like 12 it seemed perfectly normal to do at the time. Cause I was yeah, so, you're still on drugs. I'm so looped up. You know what I mean? Man, the hospital's a sketchy place because if you, if your timing's unfortunate enough, as you walk by a room, the door's opening, either someone's mm-hmm. going in or coming out, and depending what's going on in that room, uh, you see things that, I mean... I've seen people pooping in the bedpan, all that, and and it's forgivable. I understand, but uh, as my kids are being born, you're surrounded by nothing but other women that are also giving birth, right? I mean, that, yep. that's what that entire part. So, when like, hey, could you get me water or whatever the vending machine? But walked around this hall, and the way they have the hallway set up, basically, it's it's kind of a giant loop, and the, yep. the nurse's stand is like in the dead center of it. So. I'm walking to where I know the vending machine is, and I had seen this woman earlier. You know, she's nine months. She's ready to do her thing. So, anyway, the door opens to her room, and you can hear her yelling. And I don't care who you are, you kind of peek in the room. So I just kind of glanced in, and but the angle that the bed is at, the nurse, neither the nurse nor doctor is directly between her legs delivering right. the baby. So she is, she's screaming about it, but the kid is not like breached yet or whatever the proper term is. But I just remember, like her legs are spread. Her belly's huge. The thing's pushed up. And just for the two seconds that I walk by this door, I glance in and I remember thinking, it looked like, you know, like if you watch like a horror movie and someone goes into a fun house and there's that big clown mouth around the, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I just remember, and it was just this brief moment, but I saw it and it's just like, oh my is God. It like, is it like putt-putt when you, when you hit it in on the 18th? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of what it reminded me of. And I'm like, okay. I understand the situation, man. I know, but- but things change during the birth process. Sure. Like I saw things yeah. that I never thought I'd see before. And the things that will freak you out if you're a dude, it's not what you think it will be. 
Everything no. they say that might make it, it's like, trust me, it has nothing to Look, do with they, that. When you go to birthing classes, that's they, terrifying. When, when oh, you go dude. to birthing classes, Ted, they show you a video, right? Of what, you, what to expect. <laughs> Trust it. They, will, they, they can't even get that image out of my head. I'll show you. Yeah, they had, uh, <laughs> Ted, just know this. There has not been a birthing video made since 1978. Apparently, there has not been. I, I will swear on that. They have not updated it. It's the same one, it's the standard one. It's. Uh, it's a different era then. I had to sit through Lamaze class. It was five different parts, but the last day they showed us the film. And you're not kidding, man. I mean, this thing starts, even though they put it on a VCR, it's almost wow, like wow. you can still hear. When two people love each other. Wow, wow, wow. But they showed this woman, and it was, uh, they covered all nine months, you know, and so she's talking. <laughs> all nine months. We just found out, you know, and they, they edit in, and they, they get to the end, and, you know, I'm sitting in this class, and I just didn't think, and it's stupid of me, it is a Lamaze class, I didn't think. That they would show you this woman's everything at the end, so they actually show her giving. Oh yeah, I mean it's like front and center. <laughs> and I just remember she was a redhead. I'll and, tell you what it's like. And, no, no, but listen, she's a redhead. And so when I'm watching this movie, this is the first time I've actually seen a birth. It's not like a movie birth. This is you know a this, birth, what, this it's woman a birth. Doing they're the showing the birth. But and it's stupid. But like it was this redheaded woman, and they you know they're, they're showing her everything. And when this kid popped out. To me, it looked like Fozzie Bear threw up. It was just what it looks dude, like. Mike. It was, oh. but I wasn't the only one because every dude in that class, we all did quick ah. eyes. Like, oh god! It looked like when 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 she, it looked like when Sean Spicer popped out of the bushes at the White House. <laughs> it was he disappeared. Like, oh my god, who's in there? Connect with the men's room on Instagram at Men's Room Live. All right, Mike, if we made it to Dragon Town. Somebody out there deserves to be recognized. And the men's room knows just who it is. So to you, we say, bottoms up, sailor. You're the toast of our shot of the day. Drink time it is, and as usual, we head to the drink desk and Steve at Throwhill to find out who we're toasting. Yes, indeed, and today we toast NASA astronauts Doug Hurley and Bob Bankin. Now, they made history as part of the crew of the first commercially built and operated U.S. spacecraft to ferry American astronauts between planet Earth and the International Space Station. Now, two days ago, they completed their mission when they returned to Earth with a successful splashdown. They splashed down, that's right. That is correct. And it's been years since they did the splashdown mm-hmm. because with the shuttle program, you know, you relive a little bit different. Right. right. Uh, anyway, but the splashdown was in... The Atlantic? Near Gulf Cape of Mexico. Canaveral? Okay. Gulf of Mexico. Right. And uh, I admit, look, I'm a space nerd. I love this kind of thing. But that is not at all why we were toasting them. Yes, they they made history. Yes, it was successful, but that's not why I'm toasting them at all. I'm toasting them because Doug and Bob, they proved that no matter their profession, boys will be boys. You see, after the splashdown, they actually had to wait five hours before they got picked up. You splash down, you're successful, but now you just wait out there in the Gulf. So to kill time, they pulled out their satellite phone. And they made prank phone calls. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. I thought they were going to have like a pocket fisherman or something. Now, here's the thing. They would not divulge the nature of those calls, which leads me to believe that they were just the most heinous. Because with a satellite phone, it's a little harder to track mm-hmm. who may or may not have called. But yeah, so for five hours, they made prank calls. But here's the real thing that I like. They made sure that the charges went to the owner of SpaceX, Mr. Elon Musk. <laughs> he can afford it. I mean, he can definitely afford it. But think about it. These guys made history. You did all this training to be an astronaut, well-respected. They got five hours to go, like, hey man, you want to call someone phone. and say boobies? I mean, like, that's it. Send out some D-pics. Yeah. That's, 
<laughs> yeah, so we toast them today. Welcome back, boys. We pour this booze and we drink this booze because we think it's yummy. Yummy! So over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies. Down the hola, bitchola! Thanks for listening to the best of the men's room podcast. Want more of the men's room? The greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Also available on radio.com. Oh, man. A double flush production. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.